Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. What's up, what's up, what's up? How y'all doing today? Hey! Listen, I got my party like it's 1986. The Mets are on a little slide, but I'm, I'm all in. We were making a little run at it. Are you all in today? Welcome to another episode of Walking Victory. I'm your host, Pastor Naron Tillman. And this is a one minute streets production. I want to shout out my son, Ethan. I got my special guest today, uh, Pastor De'Aaron Sharon. Hey. Thank you again for um, coming and sharing with us on our podcast. Thank you for having um, me. And First podcast. Yeah, man, it's, it's exciting. A podcast. It's exciting. Um, it's, well, I, I remember when I started, I was like so nervous. Mm-hmm. And I was like second nature to sit <laughs> up in front of this microphone and talk. And, and to have an a, um, a audience, you know. Yeah. Um, God has blessed me with, with people. Most of the people that listen are in the Midwest. I don't know where they come from. Okay, that's great. <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, and, and when you're building stuff, the last people to support you are people that really know you. That Always. So thirsty. Always. The last people to support you are people that know you. Mm-hmm. Always. But I'm grateful to um, be able to get support from um, from people like you. Yeah, I, was, I was reading the other day, and we're going to talk. Something that goes with the R word, religion. <laughs> okay. I was I was reading the other day, um, um, some stuff. You know who I was reading? Luther. Mm. <laughs> anytime I get, anytime I get into my studies, I read Luther. Most people don't know I'm 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 working in the church in Pakistan, mm. and um, 
I teach every morning at 6 a.m. Mm. And it was challenging. It's challenging sometimes the language barrier and um, being able to get my thoughts across in a way that is effective, powerful, but I also have um, time restraints and limitations because 1% of the, the population there are Christian and they're under heavy attack. Mm. So I was kind of like rehashing and revisiting my personal walk um, as I, this, I'm year one into uh, One Ministries mm-hmm. and I looked at all that we've been able to do over the, the course of the year and all that we was able to accomplish. So when I get into these places and I am start contemplating and thinking and I'm launching some other stuff, I start to read some classics and, and I was reading Martin Luther's Prayer mm. the night before he had to go to the Council of Worms. Mm. And it re- just charged my my um, my faith and my prayer life. I pray, I meditate, but sometimes we just do it because it's out of ritual, routine, and respect. Mm. And the reason why I charge my, my 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 faith and my prayer life <clears throat> is because he took the time to craft his words and to choose his words very significantly, mm. and he left a piece of history. Like we pray, we just go up and we pray like we don't really write it out we don't really mm. think it through mm-hmm. and then if you were to get up with a written prayer people like oh you don't have the holy ghost <laughs> <laughs> so what what are some of the things that you read when you are are maybe challenging your faith or you you have um you're faced with some, some obstacles or you just want to be fed because you can't t- turn on the tv and Oh, God, no. And I, I just got sling. I didn't even have TV, so <laughs> just just upgraded. Um, first of all, again, thank you for having me on this podcast. It's an honor and a pleasure, pleasure to be here. Uh, giving honor to God and all that. <laughs> but anyway, in all seriousness, um, it's funny you mentioned about Martin Luther and how that recharges and refreshes you. Uh, this year uh, in the spring, I spent some time in Lexington, Kentucky. I've never never been there. And uh, food is amazing. (laughs) And I was there at Asbury Seminary, uh, which was named after Francis Asbury, which was one of the men that was sent out to the the U.S. uh, by John Wesley. So it's a Wesleyan uh, school. Uh, And I found out while I was there that he was an Anglican, and I was invited by some of the Anglicans there and so this year was the first year I was ever engaging with uh, Anglican, Anglican dialogue. So I was exposed to the Book of Common Prayer, uh, as well as, which was written around the time of the Reformation by Thomas Cramer, as well as um, the Daily Office. And that has revolutionized my daily devotional time. And inside of it, as you just mentioned, are ancient prayers. Uh, prayers by the church fathers, which I love. I'm a big patristics guy. Uh, and then also prayers uh, from the Middle Ages of the church. Uh, some of those who have gone on, Fox Books of Martyr, and then also some of those in the Reformation time. And so uh, the way it's set up, you have those prayers as well as other written prayers, the colic, other written prayers. And what I found is is that it's given me an even greater language for prayer. Uh, one of the things in the Book of Common Prayer when you do it, it, it says, and it's interesting, all of the language of prayer in the stuff that I've been reading from the Book of Common Prayer, the Anglican stuff, it's all written 
on the base of all of us congregationally. It's not written individualistic. Individual. So it's not I, but it's we. So like one of the lines is uh, when you pray in the morning, uh, confession is basically we have sinned um, in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and what we have left undone. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. You know, it's just, it's just very interesting, the beauty of the language. And like you just said, writing it down. And so I've even begun to just write out some of the things that I've uh, just had on my heart toward God. I'm a big journal guy, so that, that yeah, helps I me know, tremendously. I, yeah, yeah, I always like, remind hey, you. Hey, I, I wrote a conversation that we had four years ago. Man, you're prophetic. You're ahead of your time. Like four years ago. <laughs> I can't even remember my kids' birthday sometimes. Um, so, so watch this. Mm -hmm. In the context of where we are today sure. as, as religious, mm -hmm. I just learned how the Reformation influenced America during the Great Revival. Oh, sure. Not just during the Great Revival. Th there was a mass influx of Christian thought at this time. It was like the height of theology. Mm -hmm. And Jonathan Edwards realized that there were no black people in the crowds mm -hmm. and in the audiences. Mm -hmm. And um, to him, slavery was unheard. Absolutely. And, and he challenged them mm -hmm. to... If you if you cannot be a believer and have these concepts, and and the reason why people like Jonathan Edwards, mm -hmm. Wesley, although they didn't agree with um, one another in terms of um, small minor minor issues, they all agreed that humanity is one. That's why those prayers with the we is we have become so individualistic. Yeah because we are not connected to those kind of thoughts, those kind of minds anymore. Mm -hmm. um, all of our religious context is kind of fused together. We have like an Asian fusion of Christianity, mm -hmm. a little bit of Pentecost, a little bit of Baptist, a yeah. little bit of this, a little bit of that, and no, um, no real substance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In some cases, and yeah. that's not in every case, but yeah. in some cases. A really great book I rec really would recommend uh, is Ever Ancient, Ever New. It's by a friend of mine named Winfield Bevins. He talks about three streams, one river, and he looks at it through the lens of the evangelical stream, which is scripture, uh, the charismatic stream, which is more an emphasis of the spirit, and then also the liturgical stream, which is also uh, the look of the sacramental. And uh, you, when you, uh, you're not your present congregation, but the congregation before, uh, had a practice, which I at first, thought it was a little weird when I first came to preach for you, uh, of partaking the communion every I, week. We still do it. Oh yeah, I'm about to get to something. Yeah. And with the Eucharist, and a year and a half ago, we started doing that at our church. Oh we wow. Every week, yeah, we partake every week. Look at and you. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, man. So, <laughs> uh, because one of my dear friends in Vegas, uh, who is, uh, he's now getting ready to finish his PhD in metaphysics, brilliant mind, uh, was like, man, you know, you guys, you sh if you're really sensing and seeing the importance of the Eucharist, you guys should be partaking. And he challenged me on it. And I was, you know, just looking through scripture, looking at even the history of the church and understanding that. And so we started doing that. So it's been over a year and a half now. And it's been really, really, really foundational. It's been something very formative uh, to our faith. And uh, it's been something very precious. I think that that's really a seed. That's really where we are right now is uh, just really recovering a lot of these ancient practices uh, that has shaped the church because the church has a story. Yes, it does, and and that's the that's the, the the problem, is that when we remove the historical context, mm -hmm. like what the Germans did, mm -hmm. they remove the they remove Jesus from his 
Jewish culture. Absolutely. And they they put him in the context of him just being a standalone guy. Absolutely. And, and they made they they made his deity great, which is which is good. But then you can't remove his him from his Jewish culture. Absolutely. Because when you remove him from his Jewish culture, you can't understand what he's doing. Absolutely, and what he's saying. Right. Yeah. Because it's just like with me when I was when I went to Israel, and I was like, well, wait a minute, you know, just looking at the culture of Israel, looking at how the crowds press in, it gave me an entirely different idea of just some of the things that I saw even in scripture. And granted, it's not the same place today and all that. I'm mm -hmm. not going into that. But just being able to be in an environment to understand. And I think sometimes when people read scripture, when they live their lives, they look at everything through their westernized uh, American New York City or Georgia or Midwestern eyes without being able to really understand that we have to first go to the heart of where it is understanding that context, that genre, that worldview, that purview, and then allow that to shape everything else. So when we're dealing with worldview, sure. worldview is an expanded way by which we look at the world. When, I, when, I'm, when I'm dealing with these people in Pakistan, I'm not a prosperity preacher, but I'm going to use this as, as a, within this context. Sure. They're, they're poor. Mm -hmm. they, they don't have, when you're a Christian and you live in Pakistan, you can't work. Right. Because the government control controls the, the work, and the government is a Muslim, right? Um, and that's a real religious beef. Like there's right. not no no, it's not like here. Not where, here yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, like, oh. yeah no. I, I grew up across the street from a, a holiness apostolic church, and we sure. were Kojic, right? Um, and we barely fellowship Connect. with each yeah, other, that's right? How that goes, yeah. But we wasn't throwing rocks at each other, no, like, trying to kill each other. No, no, no. and. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And a younger generation, we got together, but then your roots 
somehow spring up and, and you see that division again. Mm -hmm. But if I was a prosperity preacher, all I knew was prosperity. And I couldn't have any historical context to really, to really teach these people Christianity without hooping and touching, you know, yeah. high five and, yeah. and, and and I was, oh, God is going to make you rich. No, it's By not which going context? Right. Like, that's not... Right, right. If you can't understand the richness that we have in, in Christ. Christ, that we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places right. in Christ Jesus. Jesus. That, that context in my worldview is expanded to the point where I can, I fellowship with people who don't believe in what I believe in. Right. Well, here's my question. If, if we only take that scripture to apply it to a financial prosperity dynamic, is it really biblical? Because if it's really biblical, it has to apply to all people, all tribes, all nations, all cultures. And again, we look at your ministering to Pakistani people who have an Eastern framework which is automatically communal. It is automatically uh, interconnected with each other, which is totally different from a westernized, individualistic, postmodern ideology where everybody has to think like us. Yeah. And that challenges that radically because that's, that's where people are coming from. And what's frightening to me, not frightening, but just disheartening at times, is that we don't even have the ability to sit down and agree to disagree. No, we don't. Because if I agree, if I disagree with you, that means I don't like you. Or, right. Or, or, or like, I don't know. When you look at Luther and Erasmus and the letters mm -hmm. between the two, they they were fond of each other in, sure. in certain ways. But Luther was calling them all kinds of dogs yeah. and and vipers. Sure. And, but he was not mad at him because of, of of a personal beef. He was right. mad at him because his gospel was messed up. Right. And and Luther, Swingley, Calvin, all those guys didn't all agree with each other. No. And they, well, they, they had radically disagreed. And, and they would but, go at each other's throat. Right. And then you would also see places where Luther would say, wow, you said this brilliantly. Mm -hmm. Right? Because you can be, like, there's certain things me and you go at. Oh, sure, sure, sure. sure. And we have different ways of looking at things. But but we we understand that we are in Christ, and by us being in Christ, we are family. Whether or not, uh, we all have relatives that when we go to a family reunion, we don't want to hang around. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, I know several that just came to mind. <laughs> that, that when you see and you just, hey, how you doing? You don't grow up, you know, yeah, you know yeah. but you're still related. Yeah. You know, you can choose your friends. My granddaddy used to say, but you can't choose your kin. So, so the reality of it is understanding that we're in the body of Christ, and 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 then there are others who are of different uh, persuasions and others of different ideas and others of different things. I was one thing I've been reading in in the office uh, is the Book of Acts again, looking at it through the lens of Paul as an intellectual. Okay, see, I've been doing, I've been looking at it through the lens of Paul as a high priest. Okay, that's interesting. This is, see, this is, oh, this is something. We only got a few, only got five minutes, but Paul is an intellectual looking at how he reasoned in the synagogues, yeah. how he reasoned in Athens, how he reasoned, and then how in chapter 26, 27, and latter of 28, he then is, is arrested and is set to be put on trial. And he is so articulate and brilliant knowing the layout of the land they can't touch him until he appeals to the emperor. And I was thinking about how today, piggybacking off of our last podcast today, we don't sometimes understand how to be fluent, 
not just as Daniel was in the language of the Hebrew culture, but also to be fluent in the language of the Chaldeans and the Babylonians. Because it, it, it doesn't it doesn't play right in our in the context of who we are. Mm -hmm. what, I, what I mean by that is we think that being spiritual is something that's other than. Right. The spirit of God lives inside of us that's to right. make us super intellectual. That's in, right. In whatever we were good at before. If you were that's good right. at this, now you have the spirit of God to open up your understanding right. and allow you to see right. flaws in, in, in yourself and allow you to fix yourself. But we think that the spirit of God comes to make us like do all this other crazy stuff. When we should be hyper-intellectuals, mm -hmm. we should be able to go into the synagogue and reason with people that don't mm -hmm. don't think like us mm -hmm. as you just said mm -hmm. we should be able to build business how can we be the head and not the tail when we're the last to do innovations right we're the last to do certain things and, and then, trying to get loans from everybody to do it <laughs> no absolutely yeah, I mean, i'm not i'm not knocking that i'm just yeah, saying that because we don't even bring our pool our resources right together. exactly and we send our children to, to schools that that, mm -hmm. that don't think like us mm -hmm. that's influencing them to believe that there is no god i'd rather mm -hmm. be with I'd rather be in fellowship with someone who may have a different worldview and religion than someone who just don't think that they, a God exists at all, at all, because that person doesn't see the fabric in humanity. And they're framing the children for 12 years. Yes. Consistently. Yes. And, and, and not even thinking about all of the other dynamics of it. And I, I think that when it comes to that, cause I've, I've, you know, I've, been an educator and, and still have some background in that. And one thing that I'm realizing also, as you just said, having a framework, having a framework, a governing dynamic for how you see the world is so important. You know, but if all you're doing is being glued online to see what's the next viral thing, it's not teaching you how to think. All the people we just talked about, Luther, all these different people, are, were all not just believers, but they were highly intelligent persons who understood scripture, not from something as always oh, just there, but it was the governing dynamic of how they lived their lives. And from that, everything else came. So the businesses came, art came. When we look at Reformation, we look at all these different it movements. It was a renaissance yeah. of art. It was a renaissance of, of like just that, that theater, that uh, Gothic cathedral that was just burned mm -hmm. down uh, tragically recently. You know, all of those different things began the media, the arts, the, the writings. The first book that was ever printed was a Bible. You know, so even understanding um, the printing press itself and the concept of it, you know, all of those things have biblical significance. And and, and, and the, the, the mindset of a person who, because theology wasn't looked at as a religious pursuit, it was looked at as a science. Right, the so queen of the science. The queen of the science. That's right, the And now it has been reduced oh, yeah. to, to this mere meager pursuit oh you're mm -hmm. a theologian oh, right, you're a right and even in our seminaries they don't teach theology they don't, they don't teach it no they teach no. um how to urban how to become an urban uh urban yeah ministry. yeah right no it's true it uh well hey but but you know no, it's true and because it's of that sad. we don't know how to think no and 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 uh when we don't realize that we have we have a gathering uh several times throughout the year just focused on sharing ideas, being able to to think through issues, think through things. Two events that I went to earlier this year were sponsored by the Anglican Church, and they would just sit for three or four days, and we were thinking through things. And it was it was heavy, you know, because when you're not in in environments mostly that challenge you that sharply, uh, you sometimes not necessarily that you're dull. But it just it's refreshing because you you're, <laughs> but you're around other people who are thinking through these things 
thinking through the understanding of the Trinity, the triune God, the Father, the Son, the Spirit, how that works. And these are not regular conversations that people have today because they don't think they're important. But in light of our present condition in our society, all of these things are important. I remember a friend of mine said to me one time, enough again, we got to close. Uh, you know, I'm known in my preaching to have five closes. But <laughs> <laughs> I know we got to close. I'm going to my yeah, seat. Yeah, I'm going to my seat. You know, but before I do that, he said these words, and I'll never forget it. He said, if, he said, anyone that does not fully understand how God relates to himself will always have a hard time relating to you. And I, said, I looked at him and said, what do you mean? He said, because when you really understand the essence of the triune God and how, they are rela how relational God is in himself, you cannot help but relate to someone else. He said, because now you understand that the foundation of community, the foundation of the essence of relationship is in God. See, my, my thing is when I was heavy into religion, mm -hmm. growing up Pentecostal, we, we isolated ourselves. Even though I, I, I didn't fancy for that stuff but we were taught we were being programmed to isolate ourselves because we were so afraid of the world right mm -hmm. it wasn't until i started practicing or studying theology that i started to put the bible in context and it wasn't until i started to practice um yoga um that i started to and being around other religions that scriptures start like follow peace with all men Mm -hmm. would, would come to mind. So because of my personal journey, I've been able to be on platforms with people from Google mm -hmm. talking about technology and religion, um, people from uh, um, Twitter, like the top guys. Here I am. This My only thing was studying theology. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and it mm -hmm. gave me a platform mm -hmm. to be able to articulate myself. Sure. Not embarrass myself in, in in a great context, but it, it opened up doors for me that I would never have been right, able you to never had before right. without understanding systematics, mm -hmm. without understanding theology, mm -hmm. and sometimes I run away from who I am mm -hmm. because I was like, oh, I don't want to. People don't understand it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. it's a it's a burden, and but it's also a blessing. A blessing yeah, the burden is when I when I want to be neuron, but neuron comes with a calling. So I, mm -hmm. my calling is always with me. So I can't be like, oh, I'm going to let my hair down because people don't understand that, right? right. So I had to have these life, life lessons. I started preaching when I was 24. Mm. If I can go back again, I probably would have waited until I was 30. Why is that? Why do you say that? Because I was more mature. Okay. There's, at, at, I made mistakes at 27, 28 mm -hmm. that I didn't need to make while I was preaching. Yeah. Life, but I thought I was mistakes. over those things. Right, life mistakes, yeah. But then... But it, but now it comes in the spotlight because of the life. Because of the, what yeah. I was doing. Yeah, like, I could have studied and, and still... But then I'm glad that I didn't wait till I was 30 because then I wouldn't have the years of experience. Right. This year makes 20 years that I've been preaching. Awesome. Thank God. That's Thank God for that. You know, so mm -hmm. the 20 years that I've been preaching, I remember when I was horrible. And I thought it was great. Right. And then I, right, I because watched. when you first start, you you feel yourself oh, and all of that. Yeah, yeah I got yeah. some guys knuckleheads dealing with that now. Yeah.
because you know you, you originally think because <laughs> you originally think that the response of the people means it's, that that your content is solid and it, and really a lot of times your content sucks especially when you first start yeah. i tell people all the time you got to get through at least 150 bad sermons to really even get, get one, one good, good one, one. <laughs> like it's, someone recently was like how do you think i was like i'm not listening to him now like as a kid was like let me listen to you, sir listen i'm like man, you, you know you just i'm like you got to get to at least 150 bad ones before i even no, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, what, I, what I always say to pe- um, young young preachers: Would you buy it? Right. <laughs> right. Would you Would you right. go to the bookstore and buy right. that? Right. And you're like, oh, okay. Wait, no. wait until you get ready to yeah, buy yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> if you ain't buying it, yeah. I damn sure ain't listening. I ain't buying it. That's yeah, no, true. So, um, but it's been a great one. Man. It's been a great one. I thank you for for um, coming in and sharing with me. Thank you. And I hope that we've been able to um, open up some people's understanding about some classical theology and some of the stuff that we read um who's your favorite theologian of all time and why it's a hard question can't say myself (laughs) (laughs) me (laughs) kanye drake type thing (laughs) no um i deeply admire and enjoy uh augustine i think augustine is really great who who taught who who was the fam- primarily foundation for Luther? So, yeah, yeah and and he was black. Yeah, but when he was you black. Yeah, historically, he yeah. was a white man with this long. Right, yeah, no, but he was African. He was <laughs> exactly. Augustine of Hippo. Yeah, you know, it's, so. it's, he's African. Mo- most of the, um, a lot of brilliant theology yeah, came out of Africa. Africa. In fact, peace. our first theologians were um, African. African. Mm-hmm. That's because of the eighty mm-hmm. seventy the attack of Jerusalem, the fall mm-hmm. of Jerusalem, when. African Americans were thrusted into, um, ran into the mountains of Africa, sold into slavery. But that helped me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the real Israelites. Yeah, uh, uh, they, understood you know, the Bible. They say the Jewish youth in Christ. Yeah, but um, it's a joy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for um, joining in to another episode of Walking Victory uh, podcast. Like us, love us. Don't like us. Don't subscribe. Subscribe. (laughs) It really doesn't matter. If you listen to it, share it. Leave a comment. Peace. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.